Welcome back to another Guildhall School podcast. And with the summer term well underway, we're fast approaching our summer opera. Uh, and after some large-scale Russian double bill in the autumn term and a new opera in Middle English in our spring term, this term our singers will be performing the lesser-known first version of Handel's Radomisto. And I'm very pleased to be joined by two of the cast today. We've got Anna Sideris and Hello. Margot Hassan with us. Hello. So thanks for joining me. It's a great pleasure. Thank you. So first of all, for people who don't know Radomisto, can you give us a bit of an intro to the opera and, and who you're playing and how you fit into the Yes. <laughs> so the story is a bit tricky, so I'll make it short. Um, Radamisto and Polisena. So both Anna and I are portraying um, Polisena. Mm-hmm. Radamisto and Polisena are children of Farasmane, who's been taken prisoner by Tiridate. Tiridate happens to be Polisena's hu- husband, um, <laughs> and he's a bit of a tyrant, really. Mm. Uh, he has his eye on uh, Radamisto's wife, Denobia. Uh, he has no longer any interest in Polisena, keeps pushing her away. And uh, and he says that he will kill Farasmanis if Zenobia doesn't become his wife. So that's the, the basically mm. the beginning of the opera. And then things happen. (laughs) (laughs) I was speaking to some friends the other day and I described it as this opera is kind of like EastEnders taking place in Armenia set in sort of the 1600s. (laughs) So it's kind of, you know, there's a lot of drama going on. (laughs) It's a selling point. It's a USP for the show. (laughs) The version that you'll be performing is uh, the the first version of the opera, which doesn't get performed as much. Can you tell us a bit about what's what's different between this version and the, the version that audiences might be more familiar with? Yeah, so this version, so like you said, is the first one. In the later ones, um, Handel um, did a few changes on uh, voice types, for example. I think mm-hmm. Radamisto is a countertenor or castrato uh, mm. in the second version. Uh, Denobia is not a contralto, but a mezzo-soprano. Mm. So voice type changes. Mm. And also a few dramatic um, changes like Fra Arte, who is in the first version um, Tiridate's brother, from the second version becomes only a, a general in the army, I think, oh. and then in the in the third and fourth version no longer exists. Mm. Um, yeah, so the I think there's a Northern Ireland opera we're doing Radomisto quite recently, and we're also doing a, a similar version but with some small changes. Mm. And there's a particularly fierce aria for Margot and I for Polisena in the third yeah. act, um, <laughs> which is uh, both terrifying and great fun in equal measure. Um, but I think that's rather crazy, and so that was cut. Um, in later versions. Actually, we call it either the crazy aria or the stupid aria. Yes. <laughs> it's that crazy. Exactly, exactly. So, so I was, love, love your prep's been around nailing that crazy aria. Yes, yes. exactly. So I was, um, there's a particular crazy run in it and I was tweeting, a, I put a tweet out about it and, a, and the girl who was doing Polisena for Northern Ireland Opera got in touch and said, well, I'm kind of glad we're not doing that version. <laughs> Good old Guildhall was putting you through your paces. Exactly. Um, and so what, what are you enjoying most about, about your character and the, the process that you've been going through over the past few weeks? Well, um, one thing that I've loved about this piece, first of all, it's fantastic to come back to a composer like Handel. It's, it's challenging and rewarding. But also in this production, we've played with Baroque gesture. Um, and that's been a, a wonderful challenge because it really forces you to think dramatically because the gesture has to come with your character's thought and with your breath so you can't switch into automatic pilot of kind of just thinking about legato line or the correct vowels or that sort Mm. of stuff you really have to be in your characters in a monologue because that motivates the gesture um so it's it's another challenge of being on stage but actually really rewarding because it makes the drama much clearer Mm. yeah I really enjoyed also about this character, Polisena, 
um, her journey through the opera. Because mm. she begins, I don't want to give any spoilers, <laughs> but she begins very desperate of uh, being in such an unhappy marriage um, and being pushed away by Tiridate all the time. And throughout the opera, she finds something in her that makes her drastically change towards mm. the end. <laughs> and it's quite a uh, an interesting thing to mm. to to make it uh, clear for us mm. what the journey is and and how what she has to go through in her mind and her heart to to change so drastically and 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 mm. end up the the opera in a in a very different position mm. than than mm. she started with. I'm really trying not to give it. Yeah, <laughs> dropping little hooks for the audience. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's true. I mean, all these characters, particularly because I think without exception, they're all royalty. Um find themselves in really desperate situations but for us it's the challenge of how do you respond to that and stay in that moment while retaining that dignity and that pride that I think yeah. all the characters share mm. yeah. the the run opens on on Monday um when Good luck, recording Marco. this on she'll be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so this afternoon we've got the final dress I mm. think um how's it all gone for you so far it's been a wonderful process I think at this stage um you know, we've just come out of quite an intense week of tech, which has been fantastic for us to really see the world come together. Mm, yeah. um, and so now it's wonderful to be able to hone back on our own work and kind of really pull together everything that we've learned from the experience and then bring it to the audience. Mm. So I actually am incredibly excited about opening. Me too. I've, I've done my dress rehearsal yesterday and it, it's been really nice this week as we've started piano dress and dress rehearsals to finally be able to see the clear arc of the of the story because we perform it from beginning mm. to end whereas last week when we're still taking it was bits here bits, bits here, there yeah. mm. and that was great for finding detail but now we're able to find a real arc and and that's really interesting and uh what what, what do you think audiences can expect can you give us any like behind the scenes glimpse at what, ah. you know, what, what, the, what the staging and scenery is going to be like, what the, the designers and director put together. I, well, I think, I think I can say this without giving away too much. The interesting thing about this production, which John Ramster has directed, is that we've created a sort of world within a world. Mm. So for show us- Show within a show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so for us, that's a great challenge as a performer, because you're not really just playing Polisena, yeah. but you're also playing the kind of singer who might, who might perform Polisena. And yeah, perhaps, there are two layers really. Yeah, yeah. and perhaps a slightly yeah. heightened version of how a singer might behave, yeah. almost stereotypical <laughs> oh, yes. one might say. <laughs> no spoilers, but there's yeah, exactly. <laughs> an interesting area where we, we, we enjoy going a bit too far in yeah. that, that kind Let's of say character. She's yeah. <laughs> so that's been really fun to kind of play both to to be in the very serious world of Radomisto where the stakes are so high mm. and then to dip out of that and be a little bit more playful. Yes, I really enjoy that in the way um, John Ramster staged it. it. He managed in this very serious piece to to get little little um, breaths of fresh air, mm, <laughs> of yeah. funny, co almost comedy uh, yeah. parts that, that make make the piece just just a, a tiny bit lighter. Yeah. It's, it's all very, very serious and <laughs> it makes it makes it really fun. Mm. Too. As I mentioned in the intro, you've had a bit of a, a workout this year with singing in, in Russian and then Middle English, which I imagine <laughs> was quite a, a novel experience. Um, Certainly was. <laughs> and now coming back to, to Italian, like how have you enjoyed the, the variety? Is it like when what's it like coming back to, to singing in Italian after quite a varied mm. year so far? Well, um, for me, having done the Middle English last term, it's been wonderful to come back to Handel because 
and specifically handle in Italian mm. because Italian gives you the best vowels to sing. And actually, I spent a lot of last term trying to work out how the vowels in Middle English could compare to Italian. And so how you find really your, your best and strongest foundation for your line uh, when you're singing. So in a way, it's kind of challenging to come back to handle because I think Italian there's no room for error it's very demanding for you to find those mm. really pure yeah. beautiful vowels um but also it's like coming home in a way for me the journey's been a bit different so I, I did the Yolanda production mm. where I sang in Russian for the very first time so that was really <laughs> exciting a big challenge but really mm. exciting uh last term I I got released by Hall to do a show in France mm. so a baroque show so it's been a baroque year for me so that's great mm. but in French so I went from French to Italian mm. which is which is a bit different but not as drastically different <laughs> as middle English to, to Italian but one thing I hope Margot won't mind me saying is that um coming to handle and, and Baroque, it's very easy to feel very regimented in this style. But Margot has a real understanding of the playfulness of it and the improv improvisatory element with mm. things like Baroque ornaments and... Um, Gotta love ornamenting. And line. <laughs> so for me, I just sit back and watch and watch this wonderful creativity and, and sense of play. And I think that's absolutely what the music should be about. Um, but yeah, it's something I've learned a lot on this on this process mm. during this process. It's very liberating. I find baroque music uh, and and this disability to to ornament arias very liberating mm. Uh, mm. creatively, artistically. It's it's so much fun. It's it's we have a score. We have to sing these these lines and these words, but we have an extra layer of freedom when the da capo comes, and we can. Obviously, being being uh, uh, staying on topic, staying staying um, making the ornaments mean something. Mm. We're free to do whatever we want, mm. and that's that's just so liberating. And I feel baroque music is is exceptional for this because, yeah, just mm. the sense of freedom is is quite amazing. Yeah, I think as a singer, you you really you always have so much reverence for the for the work you're performing and also the composer. Mm. But to be able to honor both of those things and also find a sense of creativity yeah. and play and fun mm. yeah. within your own uh, music, that's been wonderfully liberating yeah. this time. It's very special. Mm. And as with all of our operas, they're, they're double cast. And do you find that that having the opportunity to take a step back and see somebody else perform the role actually gives you that a bit more freedom. Very helpful. Yeah. We've been we've been working a lot together. Mm -hmm. uh, so filming filming each other for example so that we can see ourselves from from the outside mm. uh, giving each other feedback and uh, and mm. talking about ornamentation and talking about also the character a lot because mm. I don't know about you but I've, I've struggled finding this yeah. arc I was talking about earlier mm. uh, this journey Polisena goes through in the opera making sense of it and having someone to talk to who's going through the same thing mm. Is, is 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 a chance it's mm. uh, it's great i think being double cast with someone um allows you to develop your own artistry and also examine someone else's and mm. i think uh, it's wonderfully rewarding because you uh, learn so much from the other person yeah. in a way that you just don't when you're yeah. working one-to-one -one with mm. another teacher that's true and with the opening nights just uh, just around the corner, as, as we've mentioned, how are, you, how are you both feeling? Are you kind of nervous, excited? excited? Yeah, really to nervous, excited. but excited. I think it's good nerves. It's, it's, yeah. I'm looking forward to, to be there and mm. to do this. Yeah, I think as well, you, I mean, you for six weeks or however long it is, you really live and inhabit a world and it, it kind of becomes all you can see. And it's very mm. exciting to actually bring other people yeah. into that world and, yeah. and show them and share with them what you've been doing. So I can't wait to hear the audience's response as yes. well. When we're rehearsing, we don't have an audience and performing in front of an audience 
gives us energy mm. because we can feel the energy of, mm. of, of the people in front of us. And that brings this little touch of adrenaline that, I don't know, I always find that in, in performance, I find new things because of the energy I get from the audience, mm. because of this sort of sharing. Mm. And yeah, that's, that's something I really look forward to. Yeah, I think fundamentally what we do as performers is tell stories. Yes. And mm. you, you know, you need an audience to tell your story mm. to. Mm. So I can't wait to share yeah. it. It's going to be good. Well, thanks so much to Margot and to Anna for joining us uh, for the podcast today. And best of luck for, well, for this afternoon's dress and for opening next week. Thank, um, thank you. So, uh, yeah, Rada Misto opens on Monday the 5th in the Milton Court Theatre. Um, some dates have already sold out. So if you want to go see the show, then get on it quick and head to Barbican <laughs> Box Office or gsmd.ac.uk slash events to, to get your tickets. You can follow and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud with soundcloud.com slash School, And you can find us on iTunes and all other podcasting apps. And uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We're at Guildhall School on everything. So uh, thanks for listening and thanks again for joining us. Pleasure for having us.